Chapter twenty five of Dogs and All About Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Wiebke Müller. Dogs and All About Them by Robert Layton. Chapter twenty five. The Sporting Spaniel. Part two. Six. The Field Spaniel. The modern field spaniel may be divided into two classes. Indeed, we may almost say at this stage of canine history two breeds, as for several years past there has not been very much intermingling of blood between the blacks and those known by the awkward designation of any other variety. Though, of course, all came originally from the same parent stock. The black members of the family have always been given the pride of place, and accounted for most importance, though latterly their party-coloured brethren seem to have rather overtaken them. Among the really old writers there is one mention, and only one, of spaniels of a black colour. Arcusia speaks of them, and of their being used in connection with the sport of hawking, but from this time up to the middle of the nineteenth century, though many colours are spoken of as being appropriate to the various breeds of spaniels, no author mentions black. The first strain of blacks of which we know much belonged to Mr. F. Burdett, and was obtained from a Mr. Footman of Lutterworth, Leicestershire, who was supposed to have owned them for some time. Mr. Burdett's Bob and Frank may be found at the head of very many of the best pedigrees. At his death, most of his spaniels became the property of Mr. Jones, of Oscott, and Mr. Phineas Bullock, of Bilston, the latter of whom was most extraordinarily successful, and owned a kennel of field spaniels which was practically unbeatable between the dates of the first Birmingham show in 1861 and the publication of the first volume of the Kennel Club Stud Book in 1874, many, if not most, of the dogs which won for other owners having been bred by him. His Nelly and Bob, who won the chief prizes year after year at all the leading shows, were probably the two best specimens of their day. Another most successful breeder was Mr. W. W. Bolton of Beverley, whose kennel produced many celebrated dogs, including Bevelac, said to be the largest field spaniel ever exhibited, and Rolf, whose union with Bell produced four bitches who were destined, when mated with a nigger, a dog of Mr. Bullock's breeding, to form the foundation of the equally, if not more, famous kennel belonging to Mr. T. Jacobs of Newton Abbott. It was Mr. Jacobs who, by judiciously mating his Sussex sires Bachelor, Bachelor Three, and others with these black-bred bitches, established the strain which in his hands and in those of his successors, Captain S. M. Thomas and Mr. Moses Wooland, carried all before it for many years, and is still easily at the top of the tree, being the most sought-for and highly prized of all on account of its quality. If black spaniels are not quite so popular at present as they were some years ago, the fault lies with those breeders, exhibitors, and judges, the latter being most to blame, who encouraged the absurd craze for excessive length of body and shortness of leg, which not very long ago threatened to transform the whole breed into a race of cripples, and to bring it into contempt and derision among all practical men. No breed or variety of dog has suffered more from the injudicious fats and crazes of those showmen who are not sportsmen also. At one time among a certain class of judges, length and lowness was everything, and soundness, activity, and symmetry simply did not count. 
as happens to all absurd crazes of this kind when carried to exaggeration public opinion has proved too much for it but not before a great deal of harm has been done to a breed which is certainly ornamental and can be most useful as well most of the prize-winners of the present day are sound useful dogs capable of work and it is to be hoped that judges will combine to keep them so the coloured field spaniel has now almost invariably at the principal shows special classes allotted to him and does not have to compete against his black brother as used to be the case in former years the systematic attempt to breed spaniels of various colours with a groundwork of white does not date back much more than a quarter of a century and the greater part of the credit for producing this variety may be given to three gentlemen mr f e schofield dr j h spurgeon and mr j w robinson in the early days of breeding blacks when the bitches were mated either with sussex or liver and white springers or norfolk spaniels many party-coloured puppies necessarily occurred which most breeders destroyed but it occurred to some of these gentlemen that a handsome and distinct variety might be obtained by careful selection and they have certainly succeeded to a very great extent the most famous names among the early sires are dr spurgeon's alonzo and his son fop and mr robinson's alva dash from one or other of whom nearly all the modern celebrities derive their descent those who have been and are interested in promoting and breeding these variety spaniels deserve a large amount of credit for their perseverance which has been attended with the greatest success so far as producing colour goes no doubt there is a very great fascination in breeding for colour and in doing so there is no royal road to success which can only be attained by the exercise of the greatest skill and the nicest discrimination in the selection of breeding stock at the same time colour is not everything and type and working qualities should never be sacrificed to it this has too often been done in the case of coloured field spaniels there are plenty of beautiful blue roans red roans and tricolours whether blue roan and ten or liver roan and tan but nearly all of them are either cocktailed weak in hindquarters crooked fronted or houndy headed and showing far too much hole in fact in head and front the greater number of the tree colours remind one of the basset hound almost as much as they do in colour it is to be hoped that colour breeders will endeavour to get back the true spaniel type before it is too late the points of both black and coloured field spaniels are identical bar colour and here it must be said that black and tan liver and tan and liver are not considered true variety colours though of course they have to compete in those classes but rather sports from black the colours aimed at by variety breeders have all a ground colour of white and are black and white blue roan liver and white red roan liver white and tan and tricolours or quadricolours i e blue or red roan and tan or both combined with tan the spaniel club furnishes the following description of the black field spaniel head should be quite characteristic of this grand sporting dog as that of the bloodhound or the bulldog its very stamp and countenance should at once convey the conviction of high breeding character and nobility skull well developed with a distinctly elevated occipital tuberosity which above all gives the character alluded to not too wide across muzzle long and lean never snipey nor squarely cut and in profile curving gradually from nose to throat lean beneath eyes a thickness here gives coarseness to the whole head the great length of muzzle gives surface for the free development of the olfactory nerve and thus secures the highest possible scenting powers 
eyes not too full but not small receding or overhung colour dark hazel or dark brown or nearly black graven expression and bespeaking unusual docility and instinct ears set low down as possible which greatly adds to the refinement and beauty of the head moderately long and wide and sufficiently clad with nice setter-like feather neck very strong and muscular so as to enable the dog to retrieve his game without undue fatigue not too short however body including size and symmetry long and very low well ribbed up to a good strong loin straight or slightly arched never slack weight from about thirty five pounds to forty five pounds nose well developed with good open nostrils and always black shoulders and chest former sloping and free letter deep and well developed but not too round and wide back and loin very strong and muscular level and long in proportion to the height of the dog hindquarters very powerful and muscular wide and fully developed stern well set on and carried low if possible below the level of the back in a perfectly straight line or with a slight downward inclination never elevated above the back and an action always kept low nicely fringed with wavy feather of silky texture feet and legs feet not too small and well protected between the toes with soft feather good strong pads legs straight and immensely boned strong and short and nicely feathered with straight or waved setter-like feather over much feathering below the hocks objectionable coat flat or slightly waved and never curled sufficiently dense to resist the weather and not too short silky in texture glossy and refined in nature with neither duffelness on the one hand or curl or wiriness on the other on chest under belly and behind the legs there should be abundant feather but never too much and that of the right sort viz satellite the tail and hind quarters should be similarly adorned colour jet black throughout glossy and true a little white on chest though a drawback not a disqualification general appearance that of a sporting dog capable of learning and doing anything possible for his inches and confirmation a grand combination of beauty and utility seven the english springer it is only quite recently that the kennel club has officially recognized the variety known by the name at the head of this section for a long time the old-fashioned liver and white or black spaniels longer in the leg than either the sussex or field spaniels had been known as norfolk spaniels and under this title the spaniel club has published a description of them there had however been a considerable amount of discussion about the propriety of this name of norfolk and the weight of the evidence adduced went to show that as far as any territorial connection with the county of that name went it was a misnomer and that it probably arose from the breed having been kept by one of the dukes of norfolk most likely that one quoted by blaine in his rural sports who was so jealous of his strain that it was only on the expressly stipulated condition that they were not to be allowed to breed in the direct line that he would allow one to leave his kennels but when this old breed was taken up by the sporting spaniel society they decided to drop the name of norfolk and to revert to the old title of springer not perhaps a very happy choice as all spaniels are properly speaking springers in contradistinction to setters the complete official designation on the kennel club's register is english springers other than clumbus sussex and field a very clumsy name for a breed there is no doubt that this variety of spaniel retains more resemblance to the old strains which belonged to our forefathers before the long and low idea found favour in the eyes of exhibitors and it was certainly well worth preserving 
the only way nowadays by which uniformity of type can be obtained is by somebody having authority drawing up a standard and scale of points for breeders to go by and the sporting spaniel society are to be commended for having done this for the breed under notice the fruit of their action being already apparent in the larger and more uniform classes to be seen at shows as the officially recognized life of the breed has been such a short one there are naturally not very many names of note amongst the prize-winners the principal breeders and owners have so far been mr w awkright mr harry jones sir hugo fitzherbert mr c c bethune eversfield and mr winton smith they are undoubtedly the right dogs for those who want spaniels to travel faster and cover more ground than the more ponderous and short-legged clumbers sussex or field spaniels do but their work is hardly equal in finish and precision to that of either of the two former breeds the following revised description of the english springer has been issued by the sporting spaniel society skull long and slightly arched on top fairly broad with a stop and well-developed temples jaws long and broad not snipy with plenty of thin lip eyes medium size not too full but bright and intelligent of a rich brown ears of fair length low set and lobular in shape neck long and strong and slightly arched shoulders long and sloping forelegs of a moderate length straight with flat strong bone body strong with well-sprung ribs good girth and chest deep and fairly broad loin rather long strong and slightly arched hind quarters and hind legs very muscular hocks well let down stifles moderately bent and not twisted inwards or outwards feet strong and compact stern low carried not above the level of the back and with a vibratory motion coat thick and smooth or very slightly wavy it must not be too long the feathering must be only moderate on the ears and scanty on the legs but continued down to the heels colour liver and white and black and white with or without tan fawn and white yellow and white also roans and self-colours of all these tints the pied colours are preferable however as more easily seen in cover general appearance an active compact dog upstanding but by no means stilty his height at shoulder should be about equal his length from the top of the withers to the root of the tail. 8. The Welsh Springer Like the English Springer, the Welsh Springer has only very recently come into existence, officially, that is to say. But his admirers claim for him that he has existed as a separate breed for a long time, though not beyond the bounds of the Principality, where he is referred to as the Starter when his claims were first put forward they were vigorously contested by many who could claim to speak and write with authority upon the various breeds of spaniels existing in these islands and it was freely asserted that they were nothing but cross-breds between the ordinary springer and probably a clumber in order to account for the red or orange markings and the vine-leaf shaped ears even if they are a new breed they are a most meritorious one both in their appearance which is eminently sporting and workmanlike and for the excellence of their work in the field which has been amply demonstrated by the record earned at the field trials by mr a t williams and others but those who have seen them at work have nothing but good to say for them and for working large rough tracts of country and teams their admirers say they are unequalled in appearance they are decidedly attractive rather more lightly built than most spaniels small in size indeed very little larger than cockers invariably white in colour with red or orange markings and possessing rather fine heads with small clumber-shaped ears their general appearance is that of extremely smart and active little dogs 
the welsh springer is described by the sporting spaniel society as follows skull fairly long and fairly broad slightly rounded with a stop at the eyes jaws medium length straight fairly square the nostrils well developed and flash coloured or dark a short chubby head is objectionable eyes hazel or dark medium size not prominent not sunken nor showing haw ears comparatively small and gradually narrowing towards the tip covered with feather and not longer than the ear set moderately low and hanging close to the cheeks neck strong muscular clean in throat shoulders long and sloping forelegs medium length straight good bone moderately feathered body strong fairly deep not long well sprung ribs length of body should be proportionate to length of leg loin muscular and strong slightly arched well coupled up and knit together hind quarters and hind legs strong hocks well let down stifles moderately bent not twisted in or out not feathered below the hock of the leg feet round with thick pads stern low never carried above the level of the back feathered and with a lively motion coat straight or flat and thick colour red or orange and white general appearance symmetrical compact strong merry active not stilty built for endurance and activity and about twenty-eight pounds and upwards in weight but not exceeding forty-five pounds nine the cocker spaniel for the last few years the popularity of this smaller sized branch of the spaniel tribe has been steadily increasing and the cocker classes at most of the best shows are now remarkable both for the number of entries and the very high standard of excellence to which they attain a short time ago black cockers were decidedly more fashionable than their party-coloured relatives but now the reverse is the case and the various roans and tricolours have overtaken and passed the others both in general quality and in the public esteem the reason for this popularity of the breed as a whole is not far to seek the affectionate and merry disposition of the cocker and his small size compared with that of the other breeds pre-eminently fit him for a companion in the house as well as in the field and he ranks among his admirers quite as many of the fairer sex as he does men a fact which is not without a certain element of danger since it should never be lost sight of that the breed is a sporting one which should on no account be allowed to degenerate into a race of mere house companions or toys small-sized spaniels usually called cockers from their being more especially used in woodcock shotting have been indigenous to wales and devonshire for many years and it is most likely from one or both of these sources that the modern type has been evolved it is probable too that the type in favour to-day of a short coupled rather cobby dog fairly high on the leg is more like that of these old-fashioned cockers than that which obtained a decade or two ago when they were scarcely recognised as a separate breed and the spaniel classes were usually divided into field spaniels over twenty-five pounds and field spaniels under twenty-five pounds in those days a large proportion of the prizes fell to miniature field spaniels the breed was not given official recognition on the kennel club's register till eighteen hundred and ninety three nor a section to itself in the stud-book and up to that date the only real qualification a dog required to be enabled to compete as a cocker was that he should be under the weight of twenty-five pounds a limit arbitrarily and somewhat irrationally fixed since in the case of an animal just on the border-line he might very well have been a cocker before and a field spaniel after breakfast 
it is not easy to find authentic pedigrees going back further than a quarter of a century but mr c a phillips can trace his own strain back to eighteen hundred sixty and mr james barrow was exhibiting successfully thirty-five years ago the former gentleman published the pedigree of his bitch rivington dora for eighteen generations in extenso in the sporting spaniel while the famous oboe strain of the latter may be said to have exercised more influence than any other on the black variety both in this country and in the united states it was in eighteen hundred and eighty that the most famous of all the pillars of the cocker stud mr james farrow's oboe met his first bow to the public he and his litter sister sally having been born the year before he won the highest honours that the choke bench can give and the importance of his service to the breed both in his owner's kennel and outside it can scarcely be overestimated nearly all of the best blacks and many of the best coloured cockers are descended from him at this period the type mostly favoured was that of a dog rather longer in the body and lower on the leg than it is at present but the oboe family marked a progressive step and very rightly kept on winning under all the best judges for many years their owner being far too good a judge himself ever to exhibit anything but first-class specimens meanwhile although the blacks were far the most fashionable and it was said that it was hopeless to try to get the same quality in coloured specimens several enthusiastic breeders for colour were quietly at work quite undismayed by the predilection shown by most exhibitors and judges for the former colour among them was mr c a phillips whose two bitches from mr james freem of wepper hall flincher succeeded in breeding from one of them whom he named rivington slow the celebrated dog rivington signal who mated with rivington blossom produced rivington bloom who was in turn the dam of rivington redcoat these dogs proved almost if not quite as valuable to the coloured variety as oboe did to the blacks and formed the foundation of mr j m porter's celebrated brayside strain which afterwards became so famous during the last few years mr r de Saucy peel's kennel has easily held the pride of place in this variety most readers are no doubt familiar with the many beautiful cockers which have appeared in the show ring and carried off so many prizes under the distinguishing affix bowdler his kennel was built up on a brayside foundation and has contained at one time or other such flyers as ben bowdler bob bowdler rufus bowdler dixon bowdler eva bowdler mary bowdler bluecoat bowdler susan bowdler and others and ben and bob have also been as sires responsible for the success of a good many dogs hailing from other kennels he has also been fairly successful with blacks which however have usually been purchased and not bred by him the two best being master robin bred by miss joan godfrey and jatson bowdler a bitch who has distinguished herself both in the ring and in the field coloured cockers are certainly blooming just now and as a consequence the blacks who are equally worthy of support are being rather neglected certainly it is the case that whereas one sees at most shows big classes of the former filled with a good level lot with hardly a bad specimen amongst them the classes devoted to the latter besides not being so well filled are much more uneven and always contain a large proportion of weeds and toys a few years ago the black classes were immeasurably superior to the coloured and it is to be hoped that in the near future they will regain at least a position of equality with them at the last few field trial meetings the spaniel club has provided classes confined to cockers which have filled fairly well and enabled the small breed to demonstrate that it can in its way be quite as useful as its larger cousins 
a cocker can very often go and work as well where a larger spaniel cannot even creep and for working really thick hedgerows or gauze has no superior there seems to be every prospect of a brilliant future and increased popularity for this charming breed its interests are looked after both by the spaniel club and the comparatively newly formed cocker spaniel club and it is also quite as much in favour on the other side of the atlantic as it is in the united kingdom indeed the classes in america and canada compare very favourably with our own the descriptive particulars of the breed are head not so heavy in proportion and not so high in occiput as in the modern field spaniel with a nicely developed muzzle or jaw lean but not snipy and yet not so square as in the clumber or sussex varieties but always exhibiting a sufficiently wide and well-developed nose forehead perfectly smooth writhing without a too decided stop from muzzle into a comparatively wide and rounded well-developed skull with plenty of room for brain power eyes full of intelligence and gentleness though decidedly wide awake bright and merry never goggled nor weak as in the king charles and blenheim kinds ears lobular set on low leather fine and not exceeding beyond the nose well clothed with long silky hair which must be straight or wavy no positive curls or ringlets neck strong and muscular neatly set on to fine sloping shoulders body including size and symmetry not quite so long and low as in the other breeds of spaniels more compact and firmly knit together giving the impression of a concentration of power and untiring activity weight the weight of a cocker spaniel of either sex should not exceed twenty five pounds or be less than twenty pounds any variation either way should be penalized nose sufficiently wide and well developed to ensure the exquisite scenting powers of this breed shoulders and chest the former sloping and fine chest deep and well developed but not too wide and round to interfere with the free action of the forelegs back and loin immensely strong and compact in proportion to the size and weight of the dog slightly sloping towards the tail hindquarters wide well-rounded and very muscular so as to ensure untiring action and propelling power under the most trying circumstances of a long day bed weather rough ground and dense covered stern that most characteristic of blue blood in all the spaniel family may in the lighter and more active cocker although set low down be allowed a slightly higher carriage than in the other breeds but never cocked up over but rather in a line with the back though the lower its carriage and action the better and when at work its action should be incessant in this the brightest and merriest of the whole spaniel family feet and legs the legs should be well boned feathered and straight for the tremendous exertions expected from this grand little sporting dog and should be sufficiently short for concentrated power but not too short as to interfere with its full activity feet firm round and cat-like not too large spreading and loose-jointed this distinct breed of spaniel does not follow exactly on the lines of the larger field spaniel either in lengthiness aloneness or otherwise but is shorter in the back and rather higher on the legs coat flatter waved and silky in texture never wiry woolly or curly with sufficient feather of the right sort viz waved or set alike but not too profuse and never curly general appearance confirmatory of all indicated above viz a concentration of pure blood and type sagacity docility good temper affection and activity End of chapter twenty five
the sporting spaniel part two